Greetings, my friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. Welcome to episode 334 of the AFTN podcast. I am the double-double of the preview show, Joe DC. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, well, I'm joined by the pumpkin spice latte of AFTN. It's Gideon Hill. That's my favorite drink. That bodes really well, Joe. I appreciate that. It was actually a joke. I didn't realize it. Um, and the fair trade Colombian cold brew of the White Caps yeah, landscape. Yeah, that's okay. Nicholas Ruprecht. That's okay. So that's South American flair. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you could be a coffee that Freddie Montero would se- would sell in his. Uh, or as, we, as Zach Meisenheimer likes, the Colombian. Yeah. Of <laughs> Sounds like the kind of coffee he would have. Do Colombians do cold brew? It seems like a very North American I thing. Don't they don't have that? What's in that hot like that tea thing they have? The South that's American Argentinian. The, okay, the yeah. match. The ma- not matcha. Uh, I think it's matcha. Matcha. Yeah. Someone tried to make me try that a few weeks ago, and for some reason it's very nutritious. Yeah, yeah. Isn't there trace amounts of cocaine in that? You I just say allegedly, that already, yeah. allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. This week's opening question, gentlemen: If you had to go on Dancing with the Stars with the Whitecaps player, who would you go with, Gideon? I would go Lucas Venuto. He's got the hair, the Brazilian flair, unintentionally rhymed, and he seems to always have a move in his back pocket, beating defenders or even on the dance floor. Certainly, last week he yeah. had some. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Nick, who would you go with? Uh, I would go with Daniel Henry because you know I think we have a good height we could make a good box and frame for our dancing i think yeah you're both we probably could. well he's at least six foot he's you're six, six foot, foot seven. seven yeah so yeah it would be yeah, good right off yeah. yeah i took a completely different angle um i just don't want to be embarrassed i'm a very bad dancer so who is the one player who could potentially dance worse than me it's brendan mcdonough that's who i would go with <laughs> and i'm just gonna leave that there before i insult anybody <laughs> even further um, gentlemen, it is Los Angeles Galaxy. Gone are the days of Robbie Keane and David Landon Beckham Donovan. and Landon Donovan. Is he still playing indoor? I think stuff? he's playing indoor, yeah. right? Yeah, he yeah. he's yeah. with the team. He's having one hell of a farewell tour. It seems like it's been going <laughs> on for four, four years. years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he is a legend, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess we're going to talk a lot about Zlatan in the, in the preview because mm-hmm. he is by far their... Best player. Like last week, he got both of their goals, two penalties. Do you mm-hmm. guys see the penalties? Yeah, the second one was very well yeah. taken. I, I feel like he saw Pogtuelo's goal on Friday. He's like, I could do better than that. Yeah. And just, yeah. It would be know. a good um, statistical thing to look at, like the concentration of, of Panenka penalties. Yeah. Because like if you see someone do it, you must you must plant that seed I mean, in your mind. But it's, it's like going... But statistically, isn't it going down the middle is one of the best choices? It could be, yeah. As a goal, like you're correctly. asking the goalkeeper to do nothing, but you're and, also facing Zlatan, who's yeah. You know. But you know, when he chipped the penalty, right? He didn't like run away and celebrate because yeah. it was quite a high Panenka. It wasn't like mm-hmm. one of those low ones where he just rolls into the goal. So I felt like there was probably a second where he was like, "That's my, that's gonna hit the crossbar. That uh-huh. might go over <laughs> or something." And it was his second penalty of the game too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he won. He won both penalties, if I recall, in the game. The first one, uh, one of the Portland defenders like yeah. shouldered him in the back, and I think that was a legit penalty. The second one, didn't he get kicked or something? The like second that? one, he was taken down by the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. That's right. But 
it was one of those where he looked like he was already on the way down, bit. but the goalkeeper didn't win the ball. And to be fair, if the goalkeeper wasn't there, Zlatan probably would have run onto it. And he like beat a bunch of players to get to the six-yard box to get to win that penalty. So, you know, I know it's sometimes penalty goals look like perhaps he didn't earn them, but he definitely earned those two, mm. I think. And Nick, like, best striker in the league? Yeah, I mean, right now, for sure. I think... You'd be hard-pressed, I think, to find better strikers than him. I mean, Martinez, I would have... Martinez, maybe, but... Martinez, yeah, Martinez. yeah um, like... Rooney? Again, like... Is he playing it, as a striker? I mean, like Altidore is up there It's the argument of who's healthy, though. Like, when Zlatan's healthy, he's on his best, and he's yeah. on the league's best. If Rooney's healthy, he's on his best. Mm-hmm. Same with Altidore as well, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Like, Martinez has stayed healthy, but it's the argument of who's healthy, who's staying hot, and who's scoring yeah. goals. And in terms of teams like the support of a team to enable those strikers to do what they do. Martinez probably has the best infrastructure around him. Uh, well, not, not, not this year. year. Well, that's because well, of the, the I think it's, more, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's still a work in progress. But. Um, but, but I think, just to continue that point, yeah. Zlatan probably has the least amount of support, and he's getting it done still. Yeah, like he doesn't <clears> have a number, he doesn't have Giovanni Dos Santos in behind him anymore, who basically, you know, he ousted him anyways from, yeah. from the galaxy. But he David ousted him. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, he... Basically, we talked about this before. They had two strikers leave for Zlatan. Kamara and Gio Dos Santos both were gone because they had to make money for him. So, yeah. less support. But again, he's still scoring goals three in two games, yeah. I think it is. So, yeah. I mean, who needs other players? <laughs> and, Nick, three wins and one loss to start the season under the Pretty new good. manager. Uh, it's Guillermo Schiletto, I guess. Guillermo yeah. Schiletto, yeah. 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 He's, um, the former Columbus, Columbus man. Crew. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah he played in an MLS Cup yep. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was out of the he, loop on that one. He's uh, pretty like you should look up some of his I know highlights he, on YouTube because he's I know really his good. Managerial he's really good. wise, he's a very like a really very good bright, yeah. yeah, bright, yeah. I guess prospect would be the right yeah. word. But um, yeah, they only lost one game. That was to to Dallas, and Portland was probably the toughest test, and they came out from that with three points. Yeah, I mean, I think they're trying to go back to the galaxy of old, dominating. You yeah, know, the... it's a more competitive league now, but I think they certainly look competitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you're you bring up a good point about Portland being the toughest test, but they've had quite a bit of home games. I think they played two or three at home already, so that could play in the hands. But again, wasn't the most convincing win over Portland. It was only you know two penalties, but a win's a win. And that I have to mention that Portland goal though, that build-up play was <laughs> oh, it was, was so nice. it was like Argentina yeah. 2006 World Cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know the one you're thinking. Of. Yeah. Um, they the LA have started pretty well. Like the, those penalties were, but you have to earn those. Well, penalties. I think yeah. I think those they were, were earned. Penalties. So there was you know, play building up that was good that yeah. could have led to a yes. win. But. Like it's not like when Manchester United beat PSG and they just got a penalty, which was a penalty out of nowhere to get a penalty, like to, to, to win, win the game. It, yeah. But it was more of along the lines of. You know when you think of the rule of a penalty, that's why you get a penalty shot because you felled him when he was in a really dangerous spot, right? Mm-hmm. It goes back to that kind of I think original like rule thinking. Um, two other players that have started the season very well, Leggett and Corona. Um, Corona is playing in the or Corona playing in the number ten position and Leggett um, in the deeper, deeper yeah. in a four two three one, which we'll talk about in a little bit. One of the few teams that the Whitecaps have played that have not stuck to one formation. They've actually tried three different. Formations, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, Legette's been around for a while, Gideon, and Corona is kind of a newer. I think he's a newer, like yeah. unknown quantity. What are your thoughts on the kind of the ba- the backup Midfield. cast? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Legette, it's really kind of more of his coming up party this year, if you will. He kind of played a little bit of a wide mid role under Bruce Arena, and the the coaching shuffle last year was defensive midfielder. But there was Jordan dos Santos, Kitchen, Carrasco, whoever you want to call it, ahead of him. And then having Corona there to connect with Legette has really helped LA. It was a late season signing. I think it was like the first, the week before their home opener, they signed Corona from Tijuana in Mexico. And he's just looked so good. He's fit in well. They have a couple. He's also, um, well, he's American, but just the way he links up with all the other players of different ethnicities and he's always communicating. Mm-hmm. And he plays in the US national team, so that's a yeah. quality signing as well. Yeah, I think that you can see the, the quality of. Th- them, they both get called called up to the U.S. Mm-hmm. men's team. I, I was surprised when Legit got the call up. Was I the only one? But I think he's, he's very just a versatile. Start of the year, yeah, yeah. Like, he if he's played in the right position, which is his def- I think is honestly his main position is defensive midfield. Like he's mm-hmm. looked good in that one. When he plays out wide, he gets taken out of the play a lot, even yeah. though he's 
faster. But I guess it was also that camp where they called up a lot of MLS yeah. players. Yeah. I think it's a almost an annual thing that they do that. Like, mm-hmm. like Tim Parker and Kakuda Mane went to one of those back mm-hmm. when he was a white mm-hmm. cap, I remember. Yeah. So at least, like he's getting a look in at that level. And I know the US national team isn't in the best spot, but But I think still. like they need to look at their domestic players, right? And even like the Galaxy, right, to, to pivot back to MLS, you need good domestic players to do well, yeah. Yeah. right? Like, if but you they, don't... They have that Alvarez kid who's... <clears throat> Efrain Alvarez, yeah. 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 He's really good. He's a homegrown player, like, mm-hmm. in the same mold as, I guess, Davies and all that. A different position, he plays more centrally, mm-hmm. but you're right. Like, teams are definitely looking more like, to that. the teams that, if you look, like, I feel like if you look at the recent ones, the... The recent winners of the Supporter Shield or the MLS Cup, they've all had some very strong domestic programs yeah. and they have strong domestic talent. Maybe the domestic talent only has one good year, but that's really all you need mm-hmm. um, to get a cup. To get a cup, right? Well, like, and and to your point, even like the if you look at LA compared to the rest of the league, they didn't spend the money that the other teams did this offseason despite Zlatan's contract, but they picked up another guy from Man City on loan, Uriel Antunia. Mm-hmm. He the, I think he has a goal this year, but he like he he's a really good player. And I think you don't have to splash the cash in MLS to find quality signings mm-hmm. anymore. I mean, you teams still do, possibly, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's you know, I think it's a new kind of regime, if you will, coming in MLS on yeah. top of the big spenders. We kind of talked about their squad building. Um, efforts this season but up until a few days before the season started there was so much uncertainty around the team with the whole Giovanni Dos Santos situation and mm-hmm. I'm surprised that they've come out of that looking so strong to start the season yeah. yeah LA has that pull and I think like you can find players of good quality who would not maybe wouldn't consider moving there but you're like hey this is LA da, da. you know you can sell that kind of from that kind of management perspective yeah, yeah you can sell the lifestyle pretty easily to anyone yeah. well they had Zlatan on minimum wage last year so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so there although, you go must be doing some right yeah. yeah although i'm not sure where i heard this but he is a big uh ambassador for samsung and what samsung's line of phones they're called the galaxy so there might have been like a marketing thing you in think there. there was a marketing His thing that, I, I forget where i've heard samsung that or just- it, yeah. Cringeworthy. His, his commercials for, um, it's not Volkswagen, uh, the Swedish car company. A Saab. He does, he does, Saab? well, or he does, Volvo? Vol, uh, it must be Volvo. I think so. But he did, he did these advertisements a while back and they were so good. They were shot like indie films and he was out in the mountains and the snow and like a big fur coat, like going ice fishing and all that. <laughs> Sounds like something Zlatan would do in his Yeah. <laughs> and it was when he was a Manchester United player. So I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Uh, looking at the team and like more on the field, not the off the yep. field marketing stuff. How can you not talk? <laughs> it's yeah. LA, right? They have it's a, LA. They have yeah. a David what, Beckham statue outside yeah. the stadium. Yeah. It's yeah. so Hollywood. It's, <laughs> oh, it's amazing. But on the field, they play a four-two-three-one, which isn't really the Hollywood of formations, but it works for them. Um, they, I, I was looking at their choices. They've only played four games, but they've tried three different formations. But mm-hmm. the only one with Zlatan in it is a 4-2-3-1 because it gets the best out of Zlatan when he can bring players in and, and like work off mm-hmm. of those support players. And they're very strong down the middle. The only real threat out wide is Alessandrini. Yeah. And I think another player that we didn't mention down the middle is Juninho as well, who they picked up again after, you know, we seem like forever playing with the Galaxy. So he's another option there. But again, like just... They're, you're able to break them down like Portland did expertly on Sunday. And I think if you know the Whitecaps are able to control the midfield, pick their spots out wide, could find some success. Yeah. Nick, do you like the strength that they have in the middle with you know, oh, yeah. Lejet, Corona, and then Zlatan at the end of it? Yeah, I think... Uh, I mean, Alessandrini is a fantastic winger. I mean, thinking a couple of years back when LA Galaxy were crap, he was like their best player. Their best player. Yeah. Even with Dos- both Dos Santos, he, he was yeah. still, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like he was putting putting in the work, putting the team on his back. And I think there's less of that now, obviously, with Zlatan being yeah. more center stage and like people are there to support Zlatan. So I don't know, but he's still like, he can score goals. He can set things up. He yeah. can take people on one-on-one, make the pass. Like fantastic. I think maybe one of the more... There's a lot of underrated people on the LA Galaxy team, especially because Latan has you know such a big 
Shadow. Yes. yes. Alessandrini is definitely one of those, like, in the shadow of Zlatan, but he gets the job done. You're, mm. you're, I remember, you're right, back when LA were really bad, he carried... He carried the team and he had like what eleven goals and twelve assists back in like and he was and he's a winger and he, yeah, got, he, called, <laughs> he got a call up for that or something. I, he's I know he's Italian, but he's um, something like that. Yeah, yeah. There was some weird international thing going on, but he uh, off the bench on the wide positions. There's Pontius and uh, Boateng, yeah. both threats. Yeah, yeah. Both, uh, Boateng is so, so fast. fast. Yeah. He's, yeah. It's just ridiculous. And Pontius he, is like he crafty. Can, yeah, experience. Boateng can honestly start to like he's been on and off. He's like yeah. one of those guys that you could start one game, the next game it's like, eh. And I mean, hasn't I, been great, so I could see a world where uh, Boateng starts yeah. on the wide position. Especially if he, you're going to run him at Nerwinski. Yes, yeah. which seems to be a th- uh, running thread. Running thread, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not great to see, but you know, I thought, I know we're doing a review of last game, but I thought he stood up pretty well to some pretty intense pressure. Um, yeah, like Jordan he, Morris got switched over to his side. Yeah, right? like so much so to the fact that when like hearing Brian Schmetzer talk after the game Seattle coach, he was so frustrated with the fact they didn't switch play more that Nerwinski shut them down so much on that left side that yeah. Morris was like basically nullified in the right wing. So good job by the Whitecaps, Nerwinski, and I think it was last in the first half and Vanilla in the second half of shutting those guys down. And yeah. Just, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. taking anything away from them. Bangura's, uh, I guess, release play or um, getting out of those high pressure situations yeah. wasn't great, but. He There's did a get couple back. times where he caught back, like he went a couple times in the first half. I saw he went all the way to the, his own byline yes, and yeah. cleared it. Yeah. But Props. I mean, didn't get possession of the ball, but still got it out yeah. of the dangerous area. Yeah. So if everything goes well against the Galaxy and we're able to control the midfield and get at the back mm-hmm. line, um, it is a pretty promising back line to be able to attack. I think in terms of teams that we've played so far this season, yeah. probably one of the better, for the Whitecaps I mean, like, better opponents to face it's made up of uh, Felcher who I still don't know how he's an MLS player um, he's just had so such calamitous games I know he has like a great game now and then yeah. but like as a fullback he just looks so clumsy their right back has just been rotating for three years now yeah. with Pelle Van Anholt and then I think Smith was in there for some, now he's in the USL league too it's just yeah calamity at the back there the centre back pairing of Steres and Polenta and then Skelvik on the left side yeah um, who can overlap very well, to be fair. He almost sets Latan up for a really nice goal um, on the weekend. But yeah, it's not a... I think like if you were to look at the Galaxy, you would say that the back line isn't the most solid. solid. Yeah. <laughs> years past, they had yeah. Gonzalez, De La Garza. Yeah, yeah for sure. Vandama, for like sure. they used to be the team where they like defense Solid all the way. Solid through. all the way up. But yeah. now it's just, you know... It's forward, forward heavy. Field, yeah. It's and very forward heavy. Benjamin goal isn't exactly a. I mean, he, he's, he's had some good years in San Jose, yeah. but he hasn't Don't get me wrong. looked. We, he's I think every goalkeeper we've talked about so far this season has been just a solid, experienced MLS goalkeeper, yeah. right? and that's what you want. That is what you. I'm not saying it's right? bad. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying. It's not like, you remember when we had David Usted and there would be a one-on-one and you'd be like, yeah, Usted would probably win that one. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like no one's in mm-hmm. that tier yeah. of goalkeeper yeah. so far that we've faced. Like, Besides Minone, who didn't have any endless experience, but he's still an experienced keeper coming oh, yeah. over from Oh, M- yeah. Minone played with Arsenal yeah. and yeah. Sunderland and he's, yeah. he's a good, like, he's definitely, at least for now, his reputation is in that upper upper tier. Tier but, of goalkeepers, um, yeah. Yeah, like the goalkeeper, David Bingham, you know, not serviceable. Serviceable, absolutely. Yeah, and as we've learned from Mark Santos, why would you spend an mm. international spot what? on a on a goalkeeper, right? Yeah, it's it's just smart, smart. Uh... Or a DP slot, you know. Yes, that's <laughs> also a very valid point. So Colorado. I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think we can agree that the back line is probably the weakest point of of the team. Mm-hmm. I think they're still good in their own right. I mean, holding Portland a one goal. Is, is pretty good, but again... But the goal they let in was yeah, would, pretty was bad. not pretty, yeah. Well, it's bad from their point of view, but great it was a, No, play. yeah, yeah, you're right. It was um, good, good team build-up. Yeah, okay, um, just one more question before we go to the, the this week's game. Um, we've played four teams so far. Where does this game rank on the difficulty scale? Of the other teams, or just on the... Like, like in terms of the opponents that the Whitecaps have second, had? Second. I think second to Seattle. It's good that we're playing both these teams back-to-back because it's going to be so tough. You think that this is tougher than than the uh, Houston. Minnesota game and the Houston game? I think so. I just think the way that if Zlatan does play, assuming what he said yesterday is true, I think he poses a threat that we haven't faced yet, and Dos Santos is on his game right now, and we haven't played Dos Santos when he's on his game, and I think that could cause some problems, but that's just my Yeah, point. I think it's... I feel like we have been meeting teams that are 
playoff bound essentially yeah like for the Except most part so but yeah yeah for the most part like there are teams that are pretty much playoff bound and i would put la galaxy in that circle of teams that could easily make the playoffs like, i don't think yeah. they'll go top but i think they'll sneak in at the end there like they always seem to do somehow i have the last i feel like this is the easiest game we've had so far i i don't know it's just the feeling i have maybe because of the last result yeah, that kind of, we're on like building building off of a positive yeah. trajectory so that, so that gives you confidence. A little bit, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair because it worked so well. Like Seattle was the toughest game, yeah, by far. And this isn't as tough as that. LA haven't been in the playoffs mm-hmm. for a bit. You know, if we can contain Zlatan, I think it's just like the fact, like as Nick said earlier, like the shadow of Zlatan, just yes. the shadow of the galaxy, yeah. bring that really like strikes yeah. fear into to you know me and, and the Whitecaps. But I think. If we play the way we did against Seattle and take our chances a yeah. little bit more. If Daniil Henry mm-hmm. can play the way he did against Seattle. And get yeah. man of the match, because I think he deserved man of the match, but that's up for debate. We'll <laughs> Anyways. Uh, very good. Adnan um, played well, but yeah. I think he played really yeah. well. But Adnan was just Like his first half was outstanding, and then yeah. the second, second half he was a little more defensive, so it didn't allow him to get forward yeah. more. But. Yeah. You're jumping way too much into the <laughs> Vancouver preview, which is after this nice. week's Do You Know Who I Am? Okay, gentlemen, do you know who I am? Uh, season standings, I think Peter is ahead. Peter is the rookie. Two? He's just three. Yeah. High and above everyone else right <laughs> two now. Three, he has two. He's Gideon high and above one. Nick, and you can't do yeah. that. Nick has none. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, of so course. So Nick, you need that. to take advantage of this occasion that he's not here. I will try to. Yeah, okay. I... I'm starting the clues. Okay. Um, the, remember to say stop if you... I thought you were talking answer. about yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am an Irishman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, remember to say stop if you have an idea of okay. who the player is because it gets competitive. We don't want you know to throw my yeah. my water bottles around. Sure, and that would be much appreciated. Um, okay. I have eighty one caps for the Netherlands. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, tasty. Stop. Gregory Vanderbilt. No. <laughs> Shoot. How would he have eighty one <laughs> caps? <laughs> they would be really he was in the desperate. World Cup in twenty ten. The that best would be really desperate. Come on, I gotta support my team. Speaking of twenty ten, I played in the twenty ten final. Stop, Nigel Dion. Nigel Dion. Yeah, <laughs> one of the two. Let's go. <laughs> the last two weeks have been way too fast. I need to make these. No, nope, to make nope, these That's the way. The, that's the way the cookie crumbles. That's the way. Um, it's two two then. So Gideon has two and Peter has two. Nick still on. Zero. I can still play spoiler. You can. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you should just focus your efforts to doing mind games. Yeah, know? exactly. Because you know you're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> and that was this week's. Do you know who I am? Hi, I'm Mark Dos Santos, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. All right, guys, let's jump into it. It's Vancouver preview time. Uh, last week, turning point. Yes, no? Yes. Yeah. Okay, glad we're on I mean, the same page for that, at least. Hesitation, um, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Uh, it's one point, but it felt like three. I, I know the penalty at the end kind of skewed the perspective a little bit. At least VAR was correct. Yeah, I, 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 know, I'm on board like, with that. I think it was the definitely... Thi- like, the thing I noticed the most was the body language of the players, the Whitecaps after the game. Like, it's a lot more... Like, even though we've only had one home game, a lot more upbeat. They were, like, a lot more camaraderie. Like, they were giving each other pats in the back. And that didn't really... didn't really see that after Minnesota. Obviously, it was a loss. But you don't really see that in the first game of the year. But this game was evident. Like, after the game, players were, you know, high-fiving. And they're, they're all happy. And I think that's really speaks to you how the team is you know in, in a mode right now yeah and I think it's has to do with you know the defensive responsibilities you know it looked more like everybody was understanding what they needed to Everyone do pitching in. Yeah. and everybody was executing what they needed to do and you know when you get when everybody understands each other then obviously I think you have to give credit to Dos Santos with the personnel he had available in midfield like, given Tybert, who we didn't know about, had an injury, which was a smart yeah. thing for the Whitecaps not to, you know... I wonder if out, he's but. going to be available uh, on Friday. We're recording on Tuesday, so sometimes we get information after we record, but yeah. a separated shoulder sounds pretty I mean, if intense. he could play on 
Saturday. But, but they they had to freeze him, right? Yeah. To play. Yeah. Like, so he'll probably be on the bench just, you know, maybe a vocal kind yeah. of thing. Because he's scored against LA before. Maybe that could be a yeah. little super sub. But. Yeah, he had his, like, breakout game. But that's back when he was a winger, though. <laughs> yes. Kind and of a long time ago. And his hair was, ago. you know, much different. But yes. Yeah. I still watch that highlight sometimes. They're really good. They're <laughs> yeah. really good takes from, like, the well, top of the Cut in from the right yeah. and on his left, yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely, like... I don't know if he'll score. <laughs> if he'll score again, <laughs> like, yeah. he seems to never shoot. You know? He scored last year against Probably. Toronto. I remember that. Yeah, he scored because. Was but he usually is playing more sitting. Yeah, midfield I, I understand. Role, it's, it's you know, role. Um, going back to what you said about the players, you know, being a bit more upbeat and all that. Like DeSantos seems to talk a lot about mentality, and maybe some of that is finally, you know, seeping into the players, like on the field and then the dressing room. Like, uh, if if they have the right mentality, even if they play well and lose you're not that you know destroyed about it by it right if you're if you can see the improvements without the results it's still you're still able still to take positives from right that, right and i think it goes back to how he's been framing this whole thing since the very beginning right he's never been saying like we're here to get results and we're here to win right away mm-hmm. or anything silly like that he's been talking about like I have this plan. It's going to take a while to implement this plan. We have to practice the plan. Blah, blah. You know, like... Yeah. So, like, he's coming at it from, like, a reasonable perspective. And you can slowly see the parts are starting to gel together. I mean, it would have been obviously better if we had gotten all these pieces maybe earlier in the preseason. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a good point. Um, And I think we'll be able to reflect on that more as the season goes, goes by, on yeah but you know the short preseason that a lot of these a lot of these players had um we're talking about you know the team improving but what's one area that you would like to see improve a bit more that hasn't been improving at the same rate as everything else i think it's not much as much improved but as is i'd like to see the reap the rewards of it is striking yeah scoring goals i had finishing as mine yeah so it's like, definitely there if i guess so i'll pause the montero thing for a second but just like the the way you look at the the chances on on Saturday against Seattle, they were half chances. They weren't like you know open in the box. You know nobody closed them down. It was just in general like there was a lot of outside the box chances, a lot of crosses in the box that n- didn't find a head. So just those kind of things that need to be, I guess, positionally wise, changed up. And we'll get to that in a minute. But I just mm-hmm. think finishing could be more crucial on uh, this Friday. Montero has one goal from the spot. Yeah, that I mean, says its own story. But to be fit, to be fair, like he's had worse service when he was last time a white cap. Yeah, it's right? true. And he hasn't and he hasn't been and I feel like he's gotten maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like he's in a better formation for him. Yes, but I I think his he hasn't been playing very well. We have a question on that um, yeah. in a little bit. We'll we'll get to that. It's kind of a, a can of worms that we can open up because I think we've all kind of come to the conclusion that um it's in front of goal. That's what what's the that is the next phase of improvement we need to see for this team to be closer to where Mark DeSantos Mark wants it to be. Biggest factor that's kind of changed over the last few weeks has been uh, Adnan coming in, making his debut with the yeah. man of the match performance. Nick, what do you like about what he brings from what you said? Um, his ability to pick when to go forward mm-hmm. is yeah. very good. Like you can, if you contrast that with Nerwinski, there yeah, you can see the difference. <laughs> yeah, you can see the difference. You can see that oh. He's he's going forward now. He's providing an option. Yeah, and he's not just always bombing forward. But then that might go down to you know tactical whatevers. But I think that's my impression of him. Is he's intelligent, smart, knows you know giving a veteran presence mm-hmm. to that spot and just knowing when to go forward at the right time to do maximum damage. Yeah. yeah, and like, not only that, like, he did that expertly well, but a couple of times he made Leerdam look like a rookie. Like, Leerdam's been around for a couple of years in Seattle, but he just got uh, beaten twice in the first half. Another thing is size. Like, how often have we seen size in the left-back position? Harvey wasn't tall. DeYoung wasn't tall. Levi's is, you know, short. Yeah. But he's, like, they're all good players. I'm just saying it's nice to have that ability to, to head down a long ball from the right side for the opposition. Yeah. and They were t- looking for him it. off goal kicks as well yeah. um, as the... The as a target, target point, yeah. which is interesting because apparently he's also very good at free kicks. Yeah, which I could like see his see. delivery. We didn't get a chance didn't to see it really. really. See his delivery. Maybe he had one cross that was more of like a put it into the box yeah. rather than a and know, design it's cross. A, a good player to use our favorite football cliche on 
good touch for a big man. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But usually it's, they say that about strikers. This is a fullback. Like yeah. 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 He's like 300 pounds. <laughs> Isn't Akinfeiwa like amazing on FIFA, but in real life is not that great? That's what I've heard. Yeah. I haven't tried it. Yeah, he is, yeah, I don't like your game Speaking, I think earlier we talked about top-heavy footballers. People yeah. should have a Google for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the biggest progress you've seen, we kind of talked about the lack of progress earlier. Biggest progress in terms of, it could be in terms of anything for the team. Me personally, it's the midfield roles seem to have figured themselves out a little bit more. I, I know it's not perfect yet, but mm. um, I, I like to see that Arise is definitely in control yeah. of the two players that he's supposed to work with. And as the captain, he damn well should be. Not only like the midfielders, but Irise works so well with Crepo. Like numerous times on Saturday, he's like, hey, like just calm down, mm-hmm. play ball to the left, or you kind of direct him a little bit. And that really helped Crepo because a couple times his distribution in the first half was mm-hmm. lacking. And then the second half, Irise kind of just, you know, kept him straight and told him, hey, you know, do this, do that. And I think it, it was more of a, you know, like suggestion, but it's still like the team building yeah. thing is, is really evident. Mm-hmm. I like the defense is getting much better. It seems that they're in. Yes, some of the defensive stops that they had to do last game, there there's a goal-scoring opportunity there for the other team. But the fact that they're in a place to be able to make a play on them, I think that's a big improvement. I think from the last couple of weeks, maybe they were a step behind or... They weren't, they weren't, they weren't close weren't enough to influence Close enough to influence the play, exactly. Whereas this, it feels like, okay, now they're getting into the right spots. And if you're getting into the right spots you're preventing goals from happening. And if they can get into even better spots, they can prevent those goals from even having to happen in the first place. Yeah. Like, to, right. to Nick's point, there was a lot of you know good play. There was a couple times where I noticed Godoy, his distribution was, was either delayed or it just wasn't... Like, there's a couple times he just kicked it out for a throw-in, which doesn't help the attacking players and build up and especially with those chances to go forward but I think other than that the defense is good Henry and Godoy are kind of getting their their mojo on I don't know if Cornelius is injured or not on the weekend but I think he could get a shout for Friday we'll see we'll talk about that in a minute yeah we'll go through the our, yeah. our proposed teams um but to start on that what formation do we think the Whitecaps should go with Stick with the four three three. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't see why he would. I agree. Change. Yeah, I don't think this is the kind of team you need to change it against. I know you need to make changes to to stop specific people. I'm trying not to say Zlatan way more than we already have, but uh, like we just you let know. it all out. Yeah, <laughs> let, let my, like my Zlatan fan boy. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But he's the kind of player you would make a game plan for. Whereas, you know, the rest of the team don't really inspire that much fear so you know you should work on your work on your system so okay 433 um let's start at the front this week because that's probably mm-hmm. the the hottest topic we've had a lot of questions about this so let's go to some of those right now uh R- rich baldry asks is freddie not getting enough service or is he just not playing well i think he's not playing well i would say not playing well i i, I think he's not playing well but also the like like i said earlier the half chance thing there's three times in Seattle where he got a good ball in the box and laughs on the right and just like Marshall was right there or Kim were right, like right on top of him and I think that's just a matter of being a little bit quicker with the ball out as well but Montero's still battling like he's he's dropping deep as he usually does yes. he's trying to win the ball like it's not that he's not trying he's just not you know scoring chances he might have been two years ago with the White Cats. Yeah no I, I agree with that like he needs to just be that much, a little bit sharper, one step ahead. That's why he was so good before, is because he just thought faster than mm-hmm. the other players. And that, and that I seems don't to be think missing. when he came to Vancouver, like he was with Sporting, but he wasn't playing, playing. starting yeah. a whole no, lot. No, no, they, they have Bastos too. So yeah, so starting for the Netherlands, he's, yeah. he's not going. He's so not I think that there. could also play. In, like timing is a big thing, but again, yeah. it's what match sharpness two, too. Two months later, kind yeah. of speaking to that, uh, Greg Petrie asks, "Have we seen enough from our days to give him the start?" I mean, no. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I, I, think I think so. Really? Yeah. Mm. There's that fact of like, you know, give him maybe 45, 50 minutes and then put, pull the little Robertson and bring on another player at the 50 minute mark. Yeah. But like, I, I, that's could do, I could see a 55, yeah. 35 split. That's, that's why you have okay Montero as well. Like, because he came on with what, 10 minutes left yeah. in the Seattle game? But you look at like the chances that happened in the Seattle game. Very fair. Happened when he was on the field. Very fair. Right? Yeah. So Absolutely. and a lot of it was with Venuto as well on the right. So. Yeah. So maybe there's like a good connection, and if that's a connection, why not try it in this game but yeah. for longer? Venuto was another one who's itching to to get there. We've had a quite, we've had a really good question about the starters and the bench players. We'll get to that in in a little bit, but um, he's a, definitely one of those players that's kind of 
you know, mm-hmm. in between because he's looked good when he's. He reminds me of Tachera in a way, kind of. But yes, yeah, a little, a little, a little bit more skillful. Better. Yeah, <laughs> Tachera scored a goal for his new team the other day. No, oh. yeah, it was, it was a really nice counter-attacking goal. Uh, I think his team are about to get relegated, though. Oh, so sorry about that. <laughs> um, another question on the striker striker position, I should say. Uh, Mike Higashi has asked, why would the Whitecaps pursue another striker? Maybe he's heard a rumor or oh, something. Oh, the Kyle Laren rumor? I, oh, yes, I, that was I it. I did think about that today, but I'm like, is it a matter of spending the money because you're panic mode? I don't think that's panic mode. It's a, more like, the this guy has become available. He's Canadian. He's potentially but better than whatever what source have. I saw, it was about like a multi-million dollar deal. I'm yeah, like, two million was what yeah, I thought. Like, makes sense for well, Whitecaps. There's also the Davies money burning a hole in the Whitecaps pocket that they have to spend. But, but would that not scare a guy like our days? Like they said that oh, was yeah. an investment. Oh, yeah. so I that, think it would mess up your... Yeah. Like I think that Laren coming in potentially signals the end for Montero, even though he just got back. You know, So it's yeah. not a wise move in terms of your team chemistry, but if... like. If you were the Whitecaps' top brass and you saw a player like that become available, you know, it's, it's about, I know it's bad timing, but an asset like that, which means so much more to a Canadian team than it does to an yeah, American team. True. It kind of reminds me of Blondell last year when we, I think we got Blondell before Kamara. And then yeah, he came in really early. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like December or November or something yeah, like that. And then yeah. Kamara got picked up and it was like, Oh yeah, and don't then, we still have Blondell technically in the back? Yeah, he's, he's, still, he's, still he's on loan. Somewhere. Watch <laughs> Pito. <laughs> oh man. He did score a nice goal in his first game. Why am I talking about X, Y, cast players? <laughs> Go, uh, goal Stop it, Joe. <laughs> yes. Don't go down that road. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an, an addiction. Yeah, th- those were the three questions on the striker position. You guys think our days should yeah, be a look for this sure. weekend? I think, you know, he proved it enough with the... The time and and at some point you have to give him a start to see what he can actually do. Yeah, I could see Montero still starting because I could see that uh, Dos Santos doesn't want to disrupt Portuguese mafia. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and he should stay away from commercials. <laughs> uh, no, and also like you know, there's kind of the seniority thing that's in place, which both players seem okay with for yeah, now. But would you want to disrupt that that early? Well, when you start like. When Montero was talking preseason, he said, "I wouldn't. I would be okay if Ardes was like if we were to go back and forth, and like that yeah. speaks volumes to his yeah. personality." Yeah. But again, if you're a striker and you get replaced, what does that do for your form? Like, it might not be good, but might not, you know, make it better if yeah. you're on the bench. I just think it needs to be handled with care, much like everything with the team. It needs to be considered about what it means to the player that you're dropping. I was also yeah. thinking about a four-four-two with both of them up top, but I mean, like, then you have no one to bring off the bench. And yeah, I don't think and your midfield numbers are thrown off. To yeah. throw Theo Bear in there. That's a tough one. But yeah, it'll be hard to have him on the bench if they do, too. Yeah. I don't think they will. Uh, let's talk about the winger positions, which are the next thing we can discuss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I would like to see Venuto and Bangura. Here's the thing. Like, that has been... I heard people talking up the game like oh why we haven't seen Benuto we saw it in Houston mm-hmm. and Bangura scored I think no it was either he subbed off or one of them but I want to see Reyna back in just because yeah, he brings like Bangura and Venuto are fast in the wings but, but Reyna they're the adds same. the ability to draw inside and put a ball out to the wing rather than Bangura and Venuto kind of just run up and down and Reyna's able to cut inside and kind of hold them behind our days. Yeah, I would agree with what Gideon is saying they're both very fast and yeah. they're basically the same type of player just like don't get me wrong i want to see that happen but i just don't think this is more creativity after not scoring a goal last weekend at home i just think reyna could be thrown in there where do you think the depth chart how how do you think it stands right now in terms of how wide yeah i think it's bangura bangura reyna reyna venudo and then who else do we have i forget now well i mean adnan could be considered pc yeah, PC, yeah, he, he started there on the weekend. He didn't look great, but I think no, that he didn't. Yeah. It's just another option that you could play him at, and Adan, I think Adan could play up the wing too. So, oh, we'll definitely. I but yeah, I think that's like your Destine three. I think that's the way they to. Oh, why don't? <laughs> <laughs> don't entice me like that. Um, uh, yeah, that I, I would like to see Bangura and Venuto or Reyna. Like you make a valid point about it. He brings something different. Yeah, he can turn on the Jets when he needs to, but um, he also has the ability to cut in. I but again, then again, we talked earlier about LA's strong midfield. Maybe you want to stay away from that. So you go with someone yeah. who's just all about the the width. This, yeah, I, but I think you know that creativity. We we you need the creativity, especially considering the way 
that they want to play. And this kind of ties in with the midfield. Like, as good as Imbaum is at creating, I think Reyna just adds that extra, you know, connection up front where Imbaum can find him rather than him trying to go weave his way through yeah. the... It's all positive, it's, though, right? It's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, good, it's a good You're trying thing to, to optimize things, yeah. not yeah. damage control. It's kind he, of a nice position to be he in. He adds much more, I think. This is not yeah. a headache. It's a migraine for selection for Marcus yeah. Santos. Mm. And we like those migraines. We love those. More for us to talk bill. about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go to the midfield now. So if it's going to be a 4-3-3, we'll have that um, very narrow midfield three. We'll have uh, Arise, definitely. Yeah. But the other two positions are pretty much up for grabs. If, if we think uh, Tybert's going to not play because of his separated shoulder, which I can't emphasize is must be so painful to play and with. Felipe, because Rose, I yeah. think, is... He was yeah, Rose dressed. is probably not there. So yeah. Felipe and Ngbong, then? Ngbong, yeah. 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 So we did have a question um, coming in about about the midfield, asking, does does anyone think that our central midfield three should be Irise, Rusty, and Ngbong, provided everyone's healthy? That comes in from David Veronesi. I, I think that's your ideal yeah. three. Like, your strongest, your... I mean, like, I've liked Felipe's play, don't get me wrong, but I think... Embalm and, and Russell kind of add that mm-hmm. extra little bit of, you know, defensiveness and as well as, I mean, Typer won't get forward, but Embalm as well can, can be there and kind of go more to what Felipe adds offensively. Yeah, I, yeah. I do think, like, Rusty doesn't get forward enough and Arise is the guy who's supposed to stay back, you know. So if you can add that to his game a little bit. Get, Are you saying that's too defensive then? To have? You have two defensively d- defensively minded players where... You need someone like Ingbom can but do the running Felipe up and down. Does Felipe do that enough. more than more than Tybert for, for but sure? Is he defensive enough? No, for he's not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's you know that's like the yeah. toss up. And Rose as well, like he's thrown in the mix once he's healthy. But Ro- like Rose was Jr. actually when he was on the field for the times that he's played, he's actually looked quite good. Yeah, the Houston um, game, I, I really liked his yeah. play, but obviously the concussion. Happens. Unfortunately, yeah. 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 So if we think it's going to be uh, Arise, um, Ingbom. And Felipe in yep. the midfield. So then, mm-hmm. it's I, I I like the look of that. It's pretty attacking. Like we said, Felipe is definitely mm-hmm. more. And it's a battle. It's a battling. And according to Ingbom, he hasn't hit. Like he doesn't. He's not happy with his performances yet. So I'm excited then. Oh, I'm yeah. super it's excited. Academy, yeah. I think he's been great already. To be completely honest. Um, yeah. Let's go to the back line. Um, we've had a question in from Jake McGraw. Do we need a new right back? Nerwinski's looked pretty shaky. No, I don't think so. I think we need a. Good backup right back. Yeah, I, I mean well, Sutter is as good as Sutter, Sutter is, is. But yep. I mean, if you look at the Adnan, like it's a shrewd signing till June. You know, it's a tryout. I think he looked mm. good. I'm not saying let's extend it till July or whatever. But I think he has a point of when you have that depth because we have basically three right backs or left mm. backs right now. Mm. We only have two right backs. So come summertime, you don't want to have injuries. You don't have Levi's yeah. or Hero playing out wide right. You want to have a guy to be able to be there. Say Sutter or Nerwinski. Yeah, we've seen Nerwinski play good before yeah and we like it remember, could be a form thing you're right remember the yeah. game against new york city a couple years ago when he just put a ball into rain and rain and just headed like that's the yeah. norwinski i like we need but, that we yeah. need the delivery yeah and i mean but did, he did have if i remember correctly he i thought he had a good delivery last game there was one but like to be fair, he's played against so many good left backs already this yeah. year and that teams have been really going at it yeah well. yeah I, I and I mean I can't he, blame his lack of offensive. What I would say because is need to be defensively aware. He's maybe bent, but he's not broken. Okay, transitioning to the center defense position. Um, I don't think we need to talk about goalkeeper anymore because no. Crepo seems to be the the, the go to guy. Yeah, Henry and Godoy looked really good. I don't think you can break them up. Any any comments on that? Uh, the height for Cornelius maybe. Maybe added, but I think Godoy and you, yeah, you can't break up that relationship yeah. right now. And yeah. how do we think Zlatan should be dealt with in terms of defensive responsibilities? Mm. I think communication. Hopefully, they do that already. Like, well, they, I mean, even if they more, don't talk to each other the whole game. I'm like, I think, <laughs> I think Arise will have to be covering him a little bit more as well. Yeah, as, like Arise blocked the supply. Right. It's not like you yeah. need a high line against Zlatan because he's not going to, you know, burst in behind. But I mean, again, his height could be height like he could get a ball over the top, but he's not going to. Like run by, so the speed thing doesn't really need to be yeah. there. But yeah, just be ready for that more the the battles to win those physical. Yeah, yeah. I, ideally, ideally we can get Henry on him like more. all the time, basically. Play how we did against Rudy Diaz, even though Zlatan's tall. Oh, it's such a different player though. Zlatan's gonna try and like back into you and then turn, turn and you, shoot. Right? Yeah. So you need to be super strong and be able to like 
block his path, you know, kind mm-hmm. of. If he doesn't play, I think this whole episode is just going to go. Oh my god, I really hope he plays. Based on his comments today, yesterday, 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 yesterday today, yeah, yeah he talked. Yeah, he talked bad about the turf. No, no, he said turf doesn't bother me. I can still yeah. play regardless. So he's, like, he's dissing the turf. Nick, you're so defensive about the turf. And the, the turf is one of Whitecaps greatest yeah. defensive weapons. Should we so talk about? Should we talk about if Zlatan doesn't start? What he was going to play there? Bradford Jameson, the 55th, will come in and. The, the, the Whitecaps sent an email name? today no, I saying the fourth. <laughs> Whitecaps take on Zlatan and Galaxy, so obviously there's a bit of PR going on, and as well, probably foreshadow that he'll play, but we'll see. Yeah. It would be nice. Not. It would be funny if he didn't, right? Yeah, it would be funny if he didn't. It'd be like a Davies kind of thing when, you know, yeah, pure yeah. crap out of. To be fair, he was in the stadium, he just wasn't anywhere near the field. <laughs> Davies. <laughs> he was in the box. Yeah, I'm going to the game. Nick's going with mm-hmm. me. Gideon, you'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah, full full AFTN house, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Minus Peter. I think he's still Peter going goes. I'm pretty sure Peter will okay, be there, Peter. too. Right, Actually, we'll no, I know because we're going to go for a beer with Peter. Okay, before. well, there you yeah. go. Yeah. It's okay, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'll be seeing you next week. <laughs> Hate to deliver the news. Blame on it. I was expecting it. This <laughs> slab reaction. <laughs> no tears were shed. Yeah. Well, I'm glad the listeners could uh, oh be here for the start of Gideon's mental breakdown. At least we have it on. It have well it on before record. that show. <laughs> Uh, without further ado, let's go to the prediction game. Gideon, you got no points because you weren't here last week, and I forgot to ask you for your predictions. Okay, guys. Well, we got here <laughs> yeah. this week, so yeah. it's a common theme. Yeah. I'm really, really putting the boot in on Gideon today. Um, let's have a look at what Peter said. He said both teams would score in the second half. That did not happen. He said that Huang would have 88% pass accuracy. He actually had 100% pass accuracy. Because I put down a while there. Yeah, it was very <laughs> impressive. He did come off the bench with like 20 minutes to go or something. But still, 20 minutes of 100% yeah, no, accuracy? absolutely. Um, and a set-piece goal didn't happen, so Peter did not get any points. Uh, Nick, you said that Ladero would get an assist. That did not happen. You said Arise would get four tackles. He had three. You said Crepeau would make four saves, and th- that was also three. So, so because you were so, so close. close, we're going to give you one point oh, for the thank comeback. you, so generous. Yes, I <laughs> so am generous. a gracious We are not worthy of great we are not worthy of Joe. <laughs> I just don't want to run away with this too much. <laughs> right, right. Um, I said that Reyna would get an assist. No, didn't happen. I said a red card also not ha- did not happen. 42% pos- possession. They had 429 which is within our 2.5% yeah. buffer. That's very good. I think it helps that Alonso wasn't playing. There's no red card, but that's just a conversation for the day. Yeah, Waston too. I would have said two red yeah. cards if, <laughs> Probably. if they were both yeah. playing. So I got one point. The season standings, I'm on five. Nick is on two. Peter and Gideon are on zero. Relegation. Yes. Mm-hmm. We should relegate one of you guys to... I'm not going to say another podcast. <laughs> that would be underneath. But is anyway. there a podcast below? It's <laughs> <laughs> going downhill for me today, guys. Yes. No, you get relegated to the Sunday show. Ooh. <laughs> I don't think that's a relegation, though. That's not really that's a relegation. Hey, yeah. it's all about perspective. That's true. Um, Gideon, let's get your predictions this okay, week. Okay, so I have Dos Santos of the Jonathan Variety, not Mark. Uh, we'll have four interceptions. Ardes will receive a yellow card, and Mbom will have an assist because he is due for one. Okay. I think he. I don't think he has one yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick, your predictions? I'm going to say, can I choose Latan Wonder Goal? Okay, that, but, that's <laughs> like, but that's, you, you have to have. That's a given. Any goal he scores is like <laughs> godly. Like okay, it's, I think we well, will we will send out a straw poll later. Was that a Zlatan was that wonder goal? Zlatan goal and wonder goal or not? Th- yeah, or was if it just an average? Goal? So yeah. I, I will allow. Okay, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll allow. We'll, we'll okay. <laughs> <laughs> no comments were made over here. Um, and I, th- I w- want to say I think Arise will have. Uh, 84% pass accuracy okay. in the game. This is damn pass accuracy. Yeah, I know. And um, I'm also going to go, I think Last will have one key pass. Oh. Return yeah, like the key pass. Five on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, p predictions. Um, may he rest in peace. Our days will score. Godoy will make three clearances. And LA will have 56% possession. That I could agree with. Yeah. I'm going to say that the Whitecaps will have 50% possession. Mm. I think Ardes is going to score, and I think Crepeau will make four saves. So, take notes, guys. Okay. <laughs> what really happens is I listen to your guys' predictions, and then I refine them a little bit, and that's why I end up with so many points. Or you just keep track of your own points. And, you, know. you know. That's true. I am also... He actually has yeah. given himself yeah. a bunch it's of like extra points. It's like when I the ones from last year. I mean, I had one minus 15 last year. So. <laughs> 
I'm like one of those dictatorships that counts their own votes. Like they have they have elections, mm-hmm. and then the people who count the votes are still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's democratic uh, in yeah, a way. Yeah, I don't think anyone cares enough to go back and. and Always cross-check. allowed the host of DC. Yeah. Actually, there was that really good question that we forgot to answer. Okay, here's it's really good, so we're definitely going to go back to it. Okay. Um, We've had four games to watch the players. This one is from Friggin' Ernie's. Great name. Um, four games to watch the players. Is there a clear differentiation between starters and bench players? Who do you think is in the tier of bench players? Great question. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think so. If I can't answer that question right like, away, I don't had, think We've had a... Susser, who's kind of... I think he's you a know, bench player. Yeah, he's a bench player. McMath, yeah. just by default, he's kind of a bench player. Mm-hmm. Our days is challenging. Yeah. Our days is in the in-between. Venuso is in the in-between. Yeah. Rose is probably in, in the between, bench. In-between. In I think he's in the in-between. Coline had was on the bench for the first game. I haven't seen him play MLS, like, obviously, after the Davies debut. But yeah, he's, he's still a bit too young uh, to, yeah, really, yeah. to really be... Yeah, and, and like the starters are pretty much self-explanatory. But Do we like, miss anyone for? I don't want to miss anyone. Feel, you know. No, I think that's pretty. But yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I, I think there. It's getting clearer for it's sure. Clearer, but it's not there. Oh, PC is probably PC, in the bench yeah. as well. But Reina, Reina, Cornelius. You know, you know, yeah, Cornelius and, and Reina are, are somehow on the bench, even though they're probably good enough to be starting. To be yeah. starting as well. Yeah, it's it's not as clearly defined as in in years past, but. I think it's definitely emerging. It's yeah. good to have, yeah. though. Like again, we talked about it. It's good to have all this yeah. depth and yeah, options definitely and migrating. And the fact that there's so many players in between means that there's challenging yep. the, for, the, spots, for spots going on as well and, and things like that. Yeah. yeah. No, great question. I just thought we should get to it before we yeah. before good we finish question, up. Friggin' Ernie's. Yeah. <laughs> I think after ten games, we can look back at this question and we might have a completely different perspective. I think sure. so too, and that's yeah. just the way he's coaching. That's just the way it is. MDS style, baby. Yeah. All right, thank you very much for listening to episode 334 of the AFTN podcast. Uh, Nick, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, at SpaceAgeRobot56. At underscore Gideon Hill on Twitter. And you can find me at JoeDCVan. Enjoy the game. One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine.